Welcome to Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras. I'm Ben Collins. This week we continue with our series on the ten forms of the Divine Mother, and we'll be talking about Dumavati, the Smoky Widow Goddess. As always, this podcast is presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. Shiva and his first wife Sati have an interesting relationship. She loves him dearly, but there are many stories about how she has such a difficult time with his ascetic side. Shiva loves to meditate, and of course he needs nothing in the relative world, so he lives in the mountains. But Satyas oftentimes wishes for something more comfortable, like a roof over her head, but when she complains about the rain, he merely moves them higher up above the clouds. One day, Shiva sat meditating in the mountains, and Sati was sitting with him, but not so happily, and she said, I'm hungry. Shiva ignored her and continued with his meditation, but she said again, please, just give me something to eat. But Shiva, who was not so happy to have his meditation interrupted, refused. Sati wasn't too happy about this and simply increased her size and ate him, swallowing Shiva in one gulp. Now Shiva, being the god of destruction, is always hot, and one of the reasons he loves the mountains is that it keeps him cool. But now his natural heat was such that she began to smoke. And as smoke poured out of Sati, he reasoned with her, saying that the universe needed him. I am Purusha, consciousness, and you are Prakriti, matter. Without me, who will experience the universe? So she let him go, but once he was free, he was angry with her, and Shiva angry is not such an easy thing to deal with. He cursed her to assume the form of an aged, profoundly unattractive woman, and called her Dumavati. Tuma means smoke in Sanskrit. And if you think for a moment, there's some beautiful symbolism here. Sati, the divine feminine, is the energy that is used to create the world, Prakriti. So here she represents the world as we see it. In an unenlightened state, we lose our true status as being one with the unbounded, infinite Brahman. We identify with the world and the objects of the senses, and it is like Sati swallowing up Shiva. Our true infinite nature seems to disappear inside us as if we have swallowed it up. If we equate Shiva with the infinite fullness of life, he is still there, but hidden from view. Shiva is never anything but infinite, and seemingly contained within the created world, as symbolized by Sati. Eventually, Shiva is released, and Sati must pay the price by assuming the form of an old widow. And perhaps the lesson contained here is that we, if we, if we ignore the divine, and we spend our lives looking outwards, playing only with the objects of the senses, just having uh, fun in the outside world, how will we end up? Old and unappealing, in contrast to Shiva, who is eternally youthful and attractive. Well, there's another story about the origin of Dumavati that is completely different. Remember the story of Daksha, Sati's father, who held a huge yagya but failed to invite Shiva. After arguing with Shiva whether or not she could go, Sati went anyway, confronted her father, who wasn't very understanding, and her, in, in her frustration with all men, she just simply jumped into the fire, reducing herself to ash and smoke. In the Sakti Samgama Tantra, it says that Dumavati emerged from that fire with blackened face. 
she appeared from that smoke and that she has a sad frame of mind because she was all that was left of Sati. Dumavati is also associated with three goddesses that have similar characteristics, Nariti, Jayasta, and Alakshmi. Nariti is mentioned in the Rig Veda, the oldest and longest of the Vedas, in a prayer that asks that she be driven far, far away. Nariti has the same characteristics as Dumavati and represents decay, need, anger, cowardice, decrepitude, death, and bad luck. Jayasta is similar to Dumavati and Nariti, and most widely known in the south of India. She doesn't seem to have quite the same ugliness, having been described as much the same except that she has golden locks. Jayasta was born during the churning of the ocean of milk to obtain the nectar of immortality. She was given to a rishi named Dusasa, who ultimately couldn't take her because she couldn't bear to be any place where pious activities took place. So Dusasa went to Vishnu, who basically shrugged his shoulders and said, well, uh, then just take her to inauspicious places. Well, eventually Dusasa gave up on her and left her, making her equal to a widow, just like Dumavati. Well, Jayasta went to Vishnu and complained, and he said that, well, she would have to be sustained by the offerings that women make during pujas and yagyas. Alakshmi is the third variation, and she is just the opposite of Lakshmi, a being the prefix that means not or opposite. And in the Sri Suktam, the main mantra for Lakshmi, there's a verse that mentions Jayasta and Alakshmi, and it goes, Chut pipasamalam jayastam alakshmir natam yam abutim asamridhim cha sarvam nirnudame grahad. I wish to remove Alakshmi, who creates hunger and thirst wherever she lives. By your grace, Lakshmi, please remove poverty and want from my house. In fact, they are considered to be complete opposites. One is never found where the other is. Lakshmi comes and Alakshmi. Nariti and Jayasta go because they are the embodiment of unfulfilled desires and Lakshmi fulfills all desires. So a lot of the beauty of the mythology comes in the symbolism which contains, as all myths do, subtle lessons about living. Dumavati's Dhyana Mantra describes her as ugly, unsteady, and angry. She is tall and wears dirty clothes. Her ears are ugly and rough. She has long teeth and her breasts hang down. She has a long nose. She has the form of a widow and rides in a chariot decorated with the emblem of a crow. The crow is also associated with Saturn, which is consistent. Her ears are fearsome and her hands tremble. In one hand she holds a winnowing basket and in the other she makes the gesture of conferring boons. Her nature is rude. She's always hungry and thirsty and looks unsatisfied. She likes to create strife and is always frightful in appearance. Sometimes she is called the smoky form of the Divine Mother, and she is known as Alakshmi. From another perspective, Dumavati contains many desirable qualities, although in a way that is frequently associated with the goddess or tantric tradition, where the social norms are violated on purpose, the ancient equivalent of thinking outside the box. What can match the independence of a widow who, in traditional India, 
were shunned and pretty much lived outside society, and they rarely remarried. Supposedly, Dumavati should only be worshipped by those who are single, for one reason or another, because while she is exceptionally generous in granting prayers and requests, she likes her devotees to have freedom from attachment to the material world, because that material non-attachment is useful in advancing spiritual development. Lastly, it's interesting to note that there are some interesting descriptions of Dumavati being all that's left over when the universe is destroyed during Pralaya, when the manifest universe is destroyed in readiness for the next cycle of creation. She is described as being black like the accumulated clouds that are present during Pralaya. And as she who walks about during Pralaya, the time when even Mahakala himself Shiva, the controller of time, has disappeared. She personifies the destruction of the world by fire when only smoke from its ashes remain. Well, it's interesting that this is also consistent with her image as a widow. In her left hand, Dumavati holds a winnowing basket. Now, this is a woven basket that is used to separate grain from chaff. You toss the grain and chaff into the air, and the wind blows away the chaff, leaving the grain alone in the basket. Symbolically, knowledge is the gain, and ignorance the chaff. If you let the goddess work her wonders with you, she'll separate all that lacks value. Dumavidi holds her right hand up in the gesture of blessing as a symbol of her willingness to bless those who can see her beneath her appearance and find the Divine Mother within. I suppose in all cultures there's probably more attention paid to the young and in some ways this mythological form of the divine is meant to remind us of the benefits and importance of honoring older members of a culture. And who is more comforting than a grandmother who occasionally may be stern but always has our best interests in mind? Her mantra is Om Dum Dum Dumavati Swaha and her Gayatri is Om Dumavatye Vidmehe Vivarnaya Dimihi Tano Devi Prachodiat. It means we meditate on she who removes all frustrations and agitation. We bring to our awareness she who is free from disrepute. May she grant us all that we desire. So now we'll listen to some Duvamvati mantras, and then we'll listen to Vasishta Krita Stotram, which is by the Rishi Vasishta, and it's about Shiva as the victor over death, Mrityanjaya, which is true because he is uh, Mahakala, the controller of time, and it seems to be an appropriate match to Dumavati, who survives even when time itself ends. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Sri Dumavati Gayatri Om Dumavati Vidmahe Samkarinidimahi Tanno Duma Prachodayate Dumavati Mantraha Om Dum Dum Dumavati Swaha Shri Dumavati Stotram Pratadhyasyat Kumari Kusumakalitaya Japamala Japanti 
ಮಧ್ಯಾಹ್ನೇ ಪ್ರೌಢರೂಪ ವಿಕಸಿತ ವದನ ಚಾರುನೇತ್ರ ನಿಶಾಯ ಸಂಧ್ಯಾಯ ವೃದ್ಧರೂಪ ಗಲಿತ ಕುಚಯುಗ ಕಟ್ವಾಂಗೇಟೌ ಕಪಿಲವರಜಟಾಮಂಡಲ ಪದ್ಮಯೋನೇತ್ಯೋತ್ತಮಾಂಗೈಸಿಶಿರ ಶೇಖರ ತಾಕ್ಷಪಕ್ಷೈಪೂರ್ಣಂಗ್ರಕ್ತೈಸುರಾಣಿಷಮಹಾಶೃಂಗಮಾದಾಯಪಾಣೋ ಪ್ರಲಯಮುದಿತೈರವಕಾಲರಾತ್ರಿಯಂಟಕಟಕಟಾಶಬ್ದಸಂಘಾತಮುಗ್ರಂಕುರ್ವಾಣೇತಮ
रक्ता रुद्धि सभास्ता मरण भयहरा शिवा चंडघंटा धूमावत्यकुण्यम सर्वापद्विवारकम ये साधको भक्तिया सिद्धि विंदति वाचिता महापदि महाघोरे महारोगे महारिणे शत्रुचाटे मरणादौ जंतूना मोहने तथा पटे स्त्रोत्रदेवी सर्विद्भवेदानवगंधर्वा यक्षराक्षसपन्नगा सिंह व्याघ्रादिका स्त्रस्मता दूरा दूरतर यानुषादय स्त्रेण अनेन देशी किं न सिद्ध्यति भूतले सर्वशातिर्भवेदेवी अंत निर्वाणताजेदे धूमावती स्त्रोत्र सजीवनस्त्र वशिष्टौरीशंजर मृत सजीवन नाचं प्रजपे सदा सारासारतर पुण्यम गुह्यातर सुगम महादेव से कवचम मृत सजीवनामक सूत्वा शुणुष्व कवचम शुभम श्रुत्व्य कवचम रहस्यम कुर सर्वदा वराभयको यजवादेवेता मृत्युंजयो महादेव दधान शक्तिमयाखम षुज प्रभु सदा शिवोग्निपी मज्ञेयां पादा अष्टादशुजोपेत दंडाभयको विभु यमूपी महादेव दक्षिण सदावतु कर्काभयको धीर रक्षो गण निषेता रक्षो रूपी महेशो मैत्यादू पाशाभयुज सर्वनाकषेता वरुणात्मा महादेव पश्चिमे मदावतु नायक सर्वदा गति वायव्यामुता शंकर पात सर्वदा शंकाभयको मायक परमेशर सर्वात्मागे पाकर प्रभु शूलाभयकर्व विद्यानामक 